Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp. And today on the show, we have another section of the interview between Stephen Furtick and T.D. Jakes. If you go on the YouTube link that I put in the bottom of the show notes, it's actually like an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minutes of an interview. Um, So you can check it all out there. This is just a a clip from the middle. So I encourage you to check it all out because it's really all very good. But here is a third part of the interview between T.D. Jakes and Stephen Furtick. Hope you enjoy. Every step you go from transition to transition, it smells different, it looks different, it feels different. You pass the table of shoe bread, where the Bible is specific to say that the table of shoe bread must be made out of fine flour. Now, today we don't get that because if you want fine flour, you go buy it. But in the wilderness, if you want fine flour, you crush it. The finest flour was the only thing that God's bread could be made out of. In in other words, it had to be crushed and crushed and crushed and crushed and crushed until it was fine enough to be bread. And in our lives, when God gets ready to serve us to the world, there are certain crushings that we go through. There are certain crushings that you're going through right now in your life. And sometimes people don't see it. They don't know that you're being crushed because because sometimes you're being crushed in your heart, in your emotions. I was doing research for my book and I found out that the same part of the brain that processes physical pain processes emotional pain. So my brain doesn't know whether my heart is broken or whether you stabbed me in the leg. The same part of the cerebellum that sends the message that you're in pain is just as intense about a broken heart as it is about a stabbed leg. You understand? So all of a sudden I'm in trauma, but there's no paramedic because I'm not bleeding. I'm not being crushed on the outside where you could put a tourniquet on it and send me to the emergency room. I'm being crushed in my heart. I'm being crushed by failed expectations. I'm being crushed by the fact that I'm older now and I thought I would be further than I am and I am not. God has a whole lot of ways to crush you. I'm being crushed by bankruptcy. I'm being crushed by disappointment. I'm being crushed because I love somebody who won't love me back. I'm being crushed because I have a child who disrespects me. There are all kinds of ways for you to be crushed in places that people don't see and it affects you like you are being stabbed. This trauma of the soul cannot be treated in the hospital. This trauma of the soul, this secret crushing that, 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 that God allows us to go through sometimes in our life are beyond expl- ex- explanation. And yet there's not a person in this room, young or old, black or white, rich or poor, intellectual or illiterate, who escapes it. You cannot live in this world and not need what I'm talking about. You cannot live in this world and not need it. Something in your life is going to be what God uses to crush you. But remember that crushing is not the end. 
crushing is not the end. After the grapes have been smashed, I started into this download and I saw the Bible said in Genesis that the, the heel, the, the seed of the woman would bruise the head of the serpent and the serpent would bruise his heel. And I looked at the heels of Jesus and I looked at the bruised heel of Jesus and immediately I was taken in the spirit and I saw women trampling on grapes. <laughs> and when I saw the women trampling on grapes, I saw the stains of the grapes on the heels of their feet. And all of a sudden the Holy Ghost began to connect the blood and the redemptive power of Jesus Christ with the crushing of the grape. And when I looked at Jesus holding the cup, I knew that he was in the cup and, and yet he was holding the cup. And immediately I sensed in my spirit, God said, I want you to go tell my people that crushing is a stage, it's not a destination. It's not a destination. It's not a destination. Do not, do not, I, I gotta get this out because this is important. Some people take on a pathology of pain and they make the crushing their address and they live in what should have been a stage. And no matter what you do, you cannot pull them out of it because pain becomes their normal. They will provoke you till you fight them. They will push you away till you reject them because it is the thing that they are most familiar with and they don't understand that they self-sabotage their success. You're not fighting a demon. You're not fighting the devil. You are fighting the fact that you have become so accustomed to pain that it is your place of residency. And I challenge you today to shatter your way out, to break your way out. If you can't get out the door, come out the window. I challenge you today. I challenge you to be happy even if being happy feels funny. I challenge you to have joy if you feel, even if it feels like it's phony. Even if it's not you, if it's not your personality, it's not you, gonna be you, you at first. What do you mean, how do you do that? You, because, because when you are used to being miserable, you will provoke everything around you until you are miserable, you are self-sabotaging because you made what should have been a process, you have made it permanent. And now it's you doing it. It's not God doing it. It's you doing it to yourself. And God is steadily trying to rescue you out of the pit, Joseph, but you won't grab the rope because you have become so comfortable in the pit that even when God sends the Midianites to pull you out of the pit, you choose to stay in the pit because you like it down here. I like it down here. Ain't nobody bothering me down here. I just like to be by myself. I want to be alone. I'm just that kind of person. I'm just, no, you're not. It is not good for man to be alone. Your creator said you were not designed to be alone. You have allowed the process to become permanent. So when you break out, Stephen, you feel strange. You feel like an immigrant. You feel like a foreigner. You feel like you're in a strange situation and you want to retreat back to the familiar because even though it's toxic, it's become your normal. And so when you start getting into these other atmospheres, you can't wait to get back to the familiarity of this self-inflicted torture that you put on yourself. And anybody who says you preach nice or you look nice or you did that good, you don't believe them because believing them would free you. You, you, you. <laughs> you. you don't believe 
believe them, if you believe them, it would free you. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. That means if I was the devil, all I have to do to keep you bound is keep you from knowing it. You can be beautiful, just don't know it. You can be wonderful, just don't know it. You can be effective, just don't know it. You can be smart, just don't know it. And so the enemy keeps you blind to what you have because you're not used to light. The hardest thing in the world is to go from dark rooms into bright light. And so all of a sudden you say, ooh, that's too much. And so when God does want to emancipate you, you have a tendency to go back into the crushing place because it is your familiar place. But in order for you to find your strength, you have to not only go into the crushing, you must come out of it. You cannot make wine under feet. It has to come from the crushing stage to get to the wine stage. It has to survive. I talk about the fermenting stage and all of that in the book. It has to go through these different stages ultimately to become wine. And grapes are at their best when they are wine. Grapes are at their best when they are wine. They are strongest when they are wine. They are more effective when they are wine. They can affect the consumer when they are wine. They infiltrate the blood system when they are wine. Sound like you got some they experience. They don't have to go through digestion when they are wine. <laughs> no, uh, you, you understand what I'm talking about? Please. 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 I feel in my spirit God breaking through some deeply personal things in this room. Some things that we don't get on Sunday morning and that we don't talk about and that we don't expose people to. Some pathologies. Some ways in which you process yourself that keeps you underfoot. And I wrote Crushing to tell you, yes, you go through it and I go through it and we go through it and we all go through it and I've never met anybody extremely gifted who has not gone through extreme crushing, but none of them stayed there. And, and, and I believe that many of you, your time has come to come out from underfoot, even if the foot is your own. And to, 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 to finish the process of becoming what God had in mind. Jesus says, Father, now glorify me with the glory that I had with you before the foundations of the world. Take me back to what you had in mind. Now, the cross is the transportation. It is not the destination. Wow. First thing my grandmother taught me, I was walking through the house, I was a little boy, I'll never forget it. I had bought a crucifix somewhere and it's still, you know, a crucifix has Christ on the cross. And she said, no baby, she said, don't worry that he's not there anymore. <laughs> he's not there anymore. The, the, it's important that the cross be empty to remind you that he did yeah. not get stuck in a stage. Amazing. Touch somebody and say, I'm not there anymore. That was Pastor Stephen Furtick and T.D. Jakes, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Crushing, Pastor T.D. Jakes and Stephen Furtick. And you can also find out more information about T.D. Jakes at his website, tdjakes.org and Stephen Furtick at stephenfurtick.com. Have a wonderful day today and I will see you again tomorrow. God bless. Mm-hmm.